All right, everybody, Rick here. Happy Monday the 9th, okay? So everybody, I hope everybody is excited. Uh, looks like the market's already picking up a little bit and everything's looking good. Interest rates, well, we're going to talk about that in a second, actually. We're very fortunate today from Prosperity Mortgage to have Mr. John Ingram. John, if you can hit star six on your phone, that'd be great. Already done. All right, my man. Well, tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this. You know the drill. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm about 20 years in the industry. I've uh, been linked with Berkshire basically that whole time. Uh, excited to do that. Um, held multiple positions through the industry, always um, on the sales side of things, whether it be loan production to now just being branch manager and a producer myself here in Vegas. And um, yep. yeah, grateful to have found this career for sure. Yeah, it is a great career and you've been, and you do it so well and all that's, that's awesome. And you know, you've been like, I've been here eight little, over, is it eight? Yeah, a little over eight years now. And you know, you've been here for a couple of different mortgage companies and the great thing, and the only reason I say that is, the only reason I say that is, now, the consistency of both being corporate-owned and so forth has got to be uh, – it is comforting for me. It's got to be for you, too. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a little weird to think about. This is, you know, most likely going to be the last company I ever worked for, right? Um, right. I mean, Berkshire, Berkshire does not sell off what they're doing. So, um, yeah, being a Berkshire Hathaway company, this is probably the last one. So there you go. <laughs> that's the way I look at it too. And you know, Uncle Warren, whether the market's up, down, or indifferent, you know, he's got a little, little money behind him, so he can weather any storm, which makes it nice. That's true. And as, you know, in our world, what that means is, you know, as as companies have gone through the stress of this slowdown, um, we've been hit up uh, quite by quite a few to say, hey, what do you think about taking over and buying us? And and this kind of thing. So uh, the deep pockets of Berkshire Hathaway certainly make a difference. Uh, it allows us to, to cut the sort of the best deals with, with the secondary markets and, and, you know, our cost of money and that sort of thing. It's, it's really an advantageous position to be in. Sure is. Same with real estate too. Same thing. A lot of companies, have, you know, as, as you know, if you watch the news yep. or whatever, or read the paper, you know, this company's having no names mentioned. There's a company, a couple of companies went out, couple companies are, but, you know, and that's only, and think about that. That's only a little blip, really. I yeah. Mean, it's, I mean, you know what I mean? And, and there's a, it's all, because a lot of companies design themselves around the pace of, I will call it April 2020 to December 2021. And that just wasn't reality. <laughs> was sure. sure. No, yeah, that, that feverish pace was just unheard of. And it's one of the crazy things that, you know, been in conversations I've had, which is to go from the best real estate market and mortgage market in history and not to be making money during that is a crazy thought. Get there are multiple companies out there, um, you know, uh, real estate brokerages that went public during this time that lost money the whole way through. Um, and what that's got to do to them now with fewer transactions happening um is is got to be soul crushing to them as a business for sure and the same thing with in, in the mortgage world where you have and it happens every single time you have companies come out and they just they mine refinances the way we talk about it where they just a refinance house and they 
try, uh, try to come in with the slimmest margins and just do as much business as they can. Well, that, that is a boom bust cycle. And right now they're, they're busted. They're out of business and ultimately and solely those that, that stay loyal to the purchase world that can ride out the thick and thin. Um, and ultimately it's something that, you know, we're as an organization we're proud of is like, we're a purchase focused organization built by realtors, right? Um, this, this company was, was started by a real estate company. Our mortgage company was started right. because of that and designed around that. And that's the way it's sort of in the DNA of this company to, to stay, stay true to that. We'll do every refinance we can. Wonderful. Yeah. Happy to help. Um, but our bread and butter is purchase and, and rain or shine. And this is one of the things that I've always, I've always appreciated about Berkshire. And I've said to the, um, said to people that have come and gone is, you know, it's been lucky enough to where this has created a great career for me year in year out, good times, bad times, that whole thing. I've been able to, you know, keep the lights on and have uh, a healthy business because I stayed close to, to realtors and, and, the purchase side of the uh, of the business, right? And that's where to be as a company. I know a lot of companies don't get that. You're right, um, but uh, if you stay with the purchases, even when things get you know up upside down, indifferent, whatever, uh, that's where the pulse is because uh, you know um, refinances come and go, but the purchases are what keep street keep chugging along, right? Yeah, because even this you know lower transaction market there are people that need to buy and there are people that need to sell and there's, there's always business being done. Right. And then I love, this is something Mark Stark kind of said back in the day, but was regardless of how many or how down the market is, let's say how many fewer transactions, there are still more than enough transactions for me to have my best year ever, ever you to have your best year ever. Right. Um, right. They, you just have to go get your share. Yep. Absolutely. And let, let, so let's get right into that. So, um, you know, my, you, you know, my theory, we've talked about this and, uh, you know, we had a manufactured unbelievable market, you know, COVID, even though COVID at first looked like it was going to be paralyzing, it ended up being very helpful for the real estate markets for a lot of different reasons. And now we've been through that. And now, you know, the Fed comes in and starts climbing this rate at, I'm, I was going to say historical, but they're even past historical so I, th I think we went from manufactured you know i mean the market would have been good anyway but I think it was helped manufactured good uh, at the end of you know when, when covid loosened up and and people sure. started you know going crazy now it's kind of manufactured bad because it went from three percent you know to over six percent interest rates in a very short period of time but yeah. even though those are still incredible rates people are starting to see it and i think that um you know, they're going to start coming off the sidelines. I think we're already seeing that, right? Well, that's, that's, that's something that we think we're all, we're all looking towards and, and I see looming in the future, which it, it brings a couple of things up for me. But yep. yeah, I mean, the prediction right now is that we'll see down towards 5% in the first six months of this year, right? And, and as that happens, I think buyers will be re-energized and and come come back into this marketplace at a probably a a faster return uh kind of like the tide coming you know going out and coming in but a fast return to 
to increase the volume in this market. Now, I don't think necessarily that it's going to uh, go back to the fever pace is the way I describe um, what happened through the end of 2020 and certainly into 2021, um, where we built a real fever in this marketplace and we're just doing transactions so, so uh, fiercely, right? Uh, that was mm. certainly destroyed over the last six months or so, or at least crushed is maybe the way I'd say it. And it, it, it only feels like you got crushed because you were going 100 miles an hour, right? You slow down to 50 miles an hour, and it feels like you're walking, but you're still going 50 miles an hour, right? Um, right. So, so that's, it's, it's so much of it is perception-based and this sort of thing. And, and I think that works in our favor because uh, one of the points that I'm, I'm kind of sharing with people is that interest rates don't have to go back to 3% in order for people to get excited. I think them going down to 5 um, or close to 5 is going to get them off off the bench, right? You only have to taste a seven to know that five percent feels good, right? Um, right. <laughs> and and so that's that's the market we're heading in. So it's really an interesting time as, as agents. I would I would be there's a couple things on this. One is I think <clears throat> 2023 is the year of you telling consumers or helping them to see that it's not as bad and it's better than what you think it is, right? The um, interest rates, if you talk to people, they're going to tell you they think they're around seven, right? When in fact, they're close to six and a quarter today with no points. You start throwing points at it, you can get in the upper fives, mid fives. Um, you do creative things like, you know, two, one buy downs or uh, what we call temporary buy downs to interest rates. You get awesome seller concessions today. There's, there's a really, there's a nice window of time that a certain amount of people are going to use the Berkshire Hathaway purchase method. You think about Warren Buffett, right? Warren Buffett mm. loves to buy companies when everything is, is doom and gloom out there. That's when he comes in and makes his best deals. And that's sort of the moment in time that we have right now where interest mm -hmm. rates have softened a bit. They come off of the peak where we hit seven and a quarter, 7.3 at the peak and have, have come down to about six and a quarter ish, let's say. Um, but while they have come down, there's still air to breathe with sellers where you're getting these good negotiations. I mean, it's, it's now maybe one out of three contracts that I'm seeing that don't have any concession, right? So the majority mm -hmm. of the transactions do have concessions. You're able to negotiate for the best deal. So as a buyer who's able to move in this marketplace, now is really the sweet spot to do it before right. the rush of, of buyers comes back into this. Because once rates are five and a quarter and 5% and people, everybody knows that, all these good deals are going to get sopped up. You won't be able to rip a seller's head off, for example. Um, and <laughs> for everything, right? So it's a really, it's a really, like, I think, a good time for a buyer to come into this marketplace and negotiate an amazing deal on the house, knowing that the interest rate that that loan has can be replaced later, but the house can't, right? Right. You have to, you have to control that house and that property that works for you and your family now so that when and, when and if interest rates get to a better level, you'll take advantage of that through, you know, a potential refinance opportunity, that sort of thing. Um, 
that's the moment in time I think we're in now. I, I don't, I don't think, I think that's over, you know, June, July, it's over. I think the market mm. will have tightened back up and, and all these amazing deals will be reduced because at its core, the imbalance between supply and, and, and demand, the supply of homes is not changing dramatically. Builders have learned their lessons and are not overbuilding homes. There's not an oversupply uh, of properties that can overwhelm this market. Um, and, and very quickly, as demand comes back, the supply that we do have, do have will be used up and shrunk again. That's, right. that's, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> I totally agree about getting the deal right now. Uh, you know, the uh, I don't understand. Well, I, I, actually, I think that's what, um, you know, uh, a lot of people are saying they're having more activities on their listings. And, you know, it's only the second week of the year, but I'm talking to a lot of agents that are already telling me that. And, oh, and I sold one I had since, you know, uh, November of last year. And, and I think it's because people are realizing that this is, just like you said, John, this is the time to get a deal. You know, and you, um, yeah. you can buy the rate down and then just wait. I mean, if you do a two-to-one buy down, you literally can wait for two and a half years, uh, you know, or more. I mean, at least two years, but you won't need that much uh, yeah. to just convert over and, uh, and have it go to a fixed rate. So, and any money on the side that step aside will be directly come off the principal. I love that idea. It's such a great program. Tell them a little I, about that. I, I have a client right now who's actually taken advantage of all the options and their interest rates starting out at three and a quarter. So they're, they're wow. doing the, the temporary buy down and they did a permanent buy down to their interest rate. They used all the levers and, to, get, to get their house to be the most affordable it, it is. And, and so now they get to ride that out for a couple of years. Yeah, when, when you're talking about temporary buy downs, there's, there's a couple of variants that are in the marketplace. Um, but ultimately what, what this is is a 30-year fixed mortgage with a temporarily lowered interest rate and and really it's it's not even the interest rates that change it's the it's the and i'm going to get overly technical for a second uh so um it's really it's a subsidized um interest rate so with right. a credit from the seller the seller is basically funding a prepayment of your monthly payment uh, that lasts for two years or three years or depending on the variance you have. But effectively, the seller is giving you a credit to prepay those dollars and then you don't, you're paying a lesser portion because your interest rate that you're actually paying the bank is the same. The, the, the actual uh, permanent interest rate using today's numbers, let's say, six and a quarter is actually what's being paid to that loan. It's just 2% of that six and a quarter is being paid by the seller and you're paying the remaining four and a quarter percent, right? That's, that's kind of all right. mechanically happening there. Um, the, the good news about that is when, when they are structured and, and done this way, if interest rates fall in a year and you replace that loan, none of that money is wasted. Because that money is just sitting there being waiting to be credited against your loan. And so if you refinance, all those dollars get immediately applied to the balance of your mortgage, making it lower, and you're refi refinancing the remaining portion, right? Unlike a permanent buy-down, which is 
I'm spending this money to actually make my permanent interest rate lower. If you refinance that loan, then all of the money you spend on that buy down is potentially lost, right? You don't have right. time to recover it through your lower monthly payments, right? So that's the advantage of these temporary buy downs. Um, I find myself spending a lot of time emphasizing the the mechanics of it with people so that they don't get misled. The worst thing would be to have a repeat of, of some of the problems of 2006 and five, where these loans came out of their, their adjustment period and then people couldn't afford them. Right. And so every Mm -hmm. one of these loans requires the borrower to qualify with the, the bad case scenario on the loan, which is the permanent interest rate. That's what you're qualifying on. And I'm making sure to have conversations with the consumer that, yeah, we want to we want to be ready to refinance and potentially lower this rate. But I need to know that you and your family are going to be okay if that refinance never happens. If you end up reaching that right. permanent interest rate and that higher payment, that you're still going to be okay. That's the that's the I think the respectful way to work at it. And it, so it's, it requires a couple of additional conversations. Right. It's like, you know, I'll give them a perfect personal example. It's like when I first moved here and, you know, I introduced you and I bought a place and then Tina and I, yeah. you told me, you, you, I said to you, hey, the rates are much lower now. You said, just wait, because at the rate it is versus what you currently have, it's not that great right now. But if it goes down, and it, my personal residence is at 2.9 and I got a couple of investment properties at 3.1. That's way better than a sharp stick in the eye. <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing, so, right? It's it's. Yeah. literally once in a lifetime. Um, yeah, and, 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 and that's exactly what it is. For sure. Um, it's, it was an amazing opportunity. In order to make it happen, you know, you had to have, um, you had to have the, the COVID shutdown, and you had to have mm-hmm. the all kind of, the Fed cut the interest rates to zero as far as the Fed funds rate, right? And, and yep. They were out there buying mortgages and treasuries hand over fist, right? It took both those things um, to happen in order to get interest rates to kind of crack that 3% mark and kind of go sideways, which is, um, wow, what, a, what an amazing gift to, to those of us that have those. Um, but that was extremely abnormal. One of the biggest right. things that's kind of at play right now that's, that's, that doesn't get talked about very much is the, is the fact that the Fed is has stopped their buying of mortgage-backed securities and treasuries and, in fact, are letting about $65 billion a month run off. Basically, they're, they are um, tightening the money supply by letting these bonds um, get paid back and then removing that supply from the, from the marketplace. Um, this is another major tightening that's happening at the same time that that just doesn't get talked about very much, but is a really powerful force in, in the marketplace. Mm. Yeah, explain yeah. to them what that means, basically, because um, I, I, I have an idea what you're talking about, but just so they okay. can like, yeah. you know. So the Federal Reserve, um, they were out there, and they were acting as a buyer of mortgages and a buyer of treasuries. Like the, the United States Treasury would issue this debt, and the Federal Reserve would buy it. We would, we would do a purchase mortgage, do a refinance mortgage, and we would sell it to, <clears throat> to the market, and ultimately the Federal Reserve was 
was buying the bulk of that stuff, right? So that's how they accumulated a $9 trillion balance sheet. That's what we talk about. They had over $9 mm. trillion of, of, of bonds on their books. And so that is not normal for them. That's them trying to assist the economy and, and the world where, and stabilize it and to be that buyer of last resort when, when maybe other people are playing it more safe with their money they have a sort of unlimited pocketbook, right? Well, now, now right. we're in a situation where they begin reversing that process. And so their $9 trillion of mortgages, let's, or not, not all mortgages, but the $9 trillion of bonds that they have, every month a certain amount of those mortgages get paid off. A certain amount of them get refinanced. And now every time a mortgage gets paid off or gets refinanced, instead of going out and buying another bond with that cash, they're simply saying, okay, I'll put that back into my pocket. And every time the Federal Reserve puts money in their pocket, they're removing money from, from the world economy, from the money supply. You are, you are tightening right. conditions because they are the ones who create and destroy dollars. They're the only ones. Everybody else right. just circulates them, right? And so right. every month there's this natural amount of refinance and payoff activity um, that comes in. And so – Right now, they're letting run about $65 billion a month of that um, to naturally expire, and the rest they're able to reinvest into new debt. Like, so, so, yeah, so they're not – go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I had a $10,000 credit line on my credit card, and I paid off 2500 and then the bank lowered my credit limit to 7500 Right. It's like it's, it's kind of like that, but they're not yeah. reducing it by the full amount. That's that's basically uh, that's basically correct. If you think about like the Federal Reserve as the credit card and the economy as the borrower or like is the individual. Right. Sure. They're removing right. money supply from the system uh, in order to to as they, and the, the core issue is to slow inflation. Um, right. Which, you know, we can clearly see it. I, I can't wait to see you uh, in, in the success series this week, but um, I've got some new charts showing it's going to really, I think, help people to understand Good. the mechanics of what's going on. Um, but if you look at the, the most current data, like what's happening right now, as opposed to instead of looking at stuff from 11 months ago, inflation is way, way down and is, yeah. is sending such positive signals. And it's one of one of the, the largest reasons why we think interest rates will fall from where they are. Uh, even though the Federal Reserve is tightening and raising interest rates and keeping them elevated, and they're telling everybody, we are not cutting these rates until at the earliest, 2024, um, they're going to keep their foot on the brake. Mortgages are still, still have plenty of room to go down uh, from where they are because they are, in a way, they're abnormally high right now. Yeah, a lot of the moves, next moves are baked into them already, so if they, they just level out, then they can start heading them back the other way, which is great. Yeah, one of the interesting things mechanically that's happening underneath the surface is normally, normally mortgages trade about 1% or 2% above the 10-year treasury, right? So 10-year right. treasury today is 3.5%. In normal world – Mortgages would be about five and a half, but in t in, but instead of, instead today they're at six and a quarter, and that's part of the 
sort of the rubber band motion that we're expecting to happen where it's stretched out farther from its historical norm. For 35 years, it's pretty sta always been pretty stable at between you know one and three quarters and two percent above the 10-year treasury. And with us being closer to three percent now um, above the treasury, that's abnormal and will reverse itself. And it'll be one of the reasons why the the Fed can do what it's doing and stay the same and mortgages can still go down. So there's, there's a lot of interesting technical things that are happening underneath the surface that are all in our favor going forward in this year for real estate. I think, you know, we reached, <clears throat> here's, a, here's a couple more numbers for you, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. in, in, in normal world, we do about 1.75 million, so one and three quarter million uh, um, home sales in a year. That has fallen down to a pace of about 1.3 million homes being sold. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of upside for us to return to normal as the volatility settles out of this marketplace. <clears throat> it, was, it was a really big problem to have interest rates go from, you know, three and a half to six so quickly. That, that right. blew a shockwave through the marketplace. And it, right. it's causing pent-up demand, maybe not as, it's certainly not as severe as shutting down the economy in March of 2020 and saying nobody do anything. Um, mm. It's not as severe as that, but there is a, a certain amount of pent-up demand that will come back in this year. And so it's going to be our job to be there to help those people when they're ready for it, to be to have our best skill sets ready to go, to to know about what's happening in the market, to be able to talk about the the best strategies happening today to get them the properties they want, whether it be um, homes for people to live in, whether it be the next investment property for them. That's that's the opportunity that people have this year is to be able to give the information to the people when you come into contact with them. If you're if you're that agent that is ready to kind of talk and talk with facts instead of feelings, um, you're going to benefit from that going forward because it will happen this year. Cool. Cool. And, and I say, I'm looking forward to seeing um, your extended version on Thursday as well. But I think what the message today is, you know, get your buyers to see that right now, I mean, you know, they interviewed um, whatever, they did a survey of X amount of people that bought from April of 2020 to the end of 2021 during the COVID time. And, 65% of them felt rushed. I settled, didn't get exactly what I wanted. Right now, your buyers, even though it's a two-step process, right now your buyers um, can get exactly what they want, take their time, have a home inspection, have, you know, stuff done off the home inspection, get the seller to contribute towards a buy-down. There's all kinds of great things. And most importantly, get the house you want. Because like you said earlier, John, yeah, I mean, this is the time, how, right? How, how amazing is that to have options, right? To be able to yeah. choose between three or four different houses and pick the best one, not just the only one you can get, right? Right. That's, that's been lost for a couple of years for buyers. It was yeah. all – it was everything you could do to get your contract accepted, make every sacrifice in the book. And it's something that, um, you know, we can be excited about and feel like, hey, this is such a good thing for buyers to not have to waive contingencies to be able to negotiate some credits, to negotiate the better price, to be able to choose between multiple properties to find the best fit for their family potentially. 
um, and and not going in uh, or not going in totally disadvantaged. You know, I'd much rather be a a buyer in in today's market than you know November of twenty one, you know October of twenty one. Um, right. That was that was rip your head off times uh, for 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 sellers. Um, and happy to leave that far behind. Yeah, and, and, and then so don't don't look back, and then when it picks back up again, you go, you know, it, there's comfort when it picks back up, but you don't get the same type of uh, deal as if you take a little bit of a risk, even though, but to me, home ownership is never a risk. It's like putting money in the stock market. If you leave it there, you're going to do better. Same with real estate, yeah. plus the tax advantages. And, and rents aren't going down either, but... All right, John, well, we got to call it uh, a morning. We're uh, right at time here. So I just want to say, yeah. John Ingram, thank you very much from Prosperity Mortgage for making your time out this morning. Look forward to seeing you on Thursday. And everybody, as John just My said, pleasure. we have success series going on this week at the St. Rose office, one to four every day. So hope to see you guys here. Thanks, John. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye now.